What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Red River Horror Podcast. It's the Solo Joe Thursday special. Yay! So what caused the delay? Well, the delay caused Joe got married uh, a while back and uh, went on a little honeymoon and, uh, you know, had some experiences. And that's why uh, the podcast is a little late. And I'm going to share with you a little story that I learned from my trip. So where did I go? I went to Key West Florida. Cool thing about Key West, old town. You can check out the Hemingway House. Uh, it does have a pretty rad graveyard if you're into checking out graveyards with all sorts of silly uh, headstones. Those always those were making uh, making us laugh. Let's say, uh, you know what? I wasn't even going to talk about those. They just popped in my head as soon as the episode starts. So why not? Uh, why not read a couple right before we get into uh, the rest of it? Hold on just a moment. Bear with me here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah, there's six-toed cats. You can see those. They're in Ernest Hemingway's house. Ernest Hemingway's kind of a weird guy and has all these six-toed cats that now are generations deep and federally protected on the island. So that's pretty cool. Ah, yes. What else is out? Oh, tons of chickens and roosters all over the place, too. Surprisingly, pigeons. Like, there were seagulls by, like, the, on, like, you know, by the the edges, I guess you could call them beaches. There's not many, not much beaches on that island or key, whatever you want to call it. And um, yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Not a bad, not a bad place. So let's see, do they have any of those? Hmm. Well, there's the sad, the African refugee cemetery. That's like the sad one. But then you know, let's not do sad. Um, yeah. So here's here's an example of some of like the headstones like that you'll find out there like this one. I told you I was six. I <coughs> six. <laughs> I told you I was sick. BP Roberts, May 17th, 1929 to June 18th, 1979. It's a that's a heck of a run. And that's outside of his mausoleum, I believe. Uh let's see this one. This is for a woman named Gloria Russell who was born in May of 1926, died in December of 2000, says, I'm just resting my eyes. Very good. And this is the best one to end it on. This was, man, we'll give him credit. From 1947 to 2009, it was his life, Alan Dale Wilcox. And it says, if you're reading this, you desperately need a new hobby. So thank you, Alan. I will stop on that note. <laughs> but really cool place. Um, and there are ghost tours. Now, I didn't go on the actual ghost tour because there's just so much, so much to do, so little time, uh, which means that I was just drinking and carry on and having a blast and didn't want to stop. But I was able to get some literature and uh, read it at my leisure. And the one thing, you know, I was expecting more like ghost ships, which is something that we're definitely going to do at some point. I say it all the time. Um, but this one, especially with like a new conjuring coming out, you know, Annabelle, like the dolls, all that you get in Key West, they have their own. His name is Robert the doll. Nothing spooky about that. It's actually a really creepy looking doll. If you see it, it's in like a sailor suit. It's a little beat up. It's a 111 years old. So let's see. I'm going to give you the source material that I was given by uh, Ghosts and Gravestones of Key West, and you can check them out if you wanted to take their tour. Um, yeah, cool bus. It was full. It was packed. Um, so 
we didn't get on it. I ended up watching the sunset down there, which is like one of the beautiful things. But if you want to catch a scary thing, I didn't want to do a ghost tour with the sun up. You know what I mean? Would you do a ghost tour with the sun up? No, you wouldn't. So, I mean, if you would, I mean, eh, good for you. But no, not for me. <sighs> I need darkness. Anywho, let's talk about Robert the doll here. So we've all experienced it, that eerie feeling that something or someone is watching us, that an inanimate object had in actually come alive. In Key West, many have not only experienced that feeling, but have also witnessed it when viewing the famous toy, Robert the Doll. <laughs> all right. Now, the story of Robert the Doll dates back to the early 1900s when a young boy named Eugene Robert Otto was given a one-of-a-kind handmade doll by a servant that worked for his parents in his home. Eugene, who everyone called Gene, named the doll Robert and quickly became attached to his new friend. The home where Eugene lived, now called the Artist's House, is located at 534 Eaton Street and was built between 1890 and 1898. It was here that Eugene was given Robert the doll and where a friendship that lasted throughout his lifetime and beyond was forged. While he seemed like an ordinary cloth doll, it wasn't long before Robert was involved in strange and somewhat terrifying events. The first hint that something was out of the ordinary was happening that something out of the ordinary was happening was one night when Gene, who was only 10 years old, awoke to find Robert the doll sitting at the end of his bed staring at him. Moments later, his mother was awakened by his screams for help and the sounds of furniture being overturned in her son's bedroom. Jean cried for help, begging for his mother, mother to rescue him. When she was finally able to wrench the locked door open, she saw poor Jean curled up in fear on his bed, his room in shambles, and Robert the doll sitting at the front of the bed. Ooh. So, Robert did it, were the only words Jeans could get out, the same words he would later use many times throughout his childhood when something strange, mysterious, or destructive would happen. So, you know, is it the kid? Is it the doll? You know, let's keep going. Now, did Robert do it? Nobody knows for sure how, why this child's plaything could actually wreak havoc on a child's bedroom or do anything at all. After all, it's just a toy, right? But the weird and inexplicable well, inexplicable, didn't stop at that one occurrence. Gene's parents would often hear their son upstairs talking to the doll and getting a response back in a totally different voice. They reported seeing the doll speak and witnessing his expression change. Giggling and sightings of Robert running up the steps or staring out of the, out the, the upstairs window were also reported. Robert continued to live with Gene throughout his lifetime, and after Gene's parents died, he moved back into their home with his wife, Anne. Gene decided that the doll needed a room of his own and placed him in the upstairs room that had a window overlooking the street. Well, that's just creepy. Anne felt uneasy with Robert, I would too, and although she couldn't put her finger on it, she wanted Gene to lock the doll up in the attic where he could do no harm. Gene conceded, and as one could imagine, Robert the doll was not happy with his new digs. Soon, visitors visitors to the home heard footsteps in the attic, the sounds of someone pacing back and forth, and devilish giggling. Neighborhood children reported seeing Robert watching them from the window in the upstairs bedroom and told accounts of the doll actually mocking them as they walked to school. When Gene heard this, he immediately went to investigate. 
knowing that he had locked Robert in the attic and there was no way he could be sitting by the window of the upstairs bedroom. But to his complete shock, when he opened the door to the bedroom, there was Robert sitting in the rocking chair by the window. Gene locked Robert back up in the attic several times, each time discovering him by the window in the same upstairs bedroom. <laughs> That's good. So <clears throat> let's go to after Gene Otto's life. So Gene Otto died in 1974. And when a new owner moved into the house on Eaton Street, their 10-year-old daughter was delighted to find Robert the doll in the attic. But her delight ended soon when she claimed that Robert was alive and that the doll wanted to hurt her. She awoke often in the middle of the night screaming in fear and told her parents that Robert had moved about in the room. Now, it wasn't long before Robert the doll was given away. And today he lives in the East Martello Fort where visitors from all over the world can come see him. So you can actually see the, you can see the actual doll down there. He's very, very odd looking, very beat up, you know, old, 100 plus years old. So makes it even creepier <laughs> you think that's creepier or is more human features i think less more dollish looking and beat up is scarier yeah but that's just me you might feel different about it yeah so let's see what else do we have here so is robert really possessed well many believe that the origin of robert's evil lies in the one who originally gave him to gene otto the servant who worked for gene's parents this woman was supposedly mistreated by her bosses, and to punish them, it is believed that she cursed the doll with voodoo and black magic. That might explain the many mysterious and frightening experiences people have had with Robert the doll. But if so, wouldn't the haunting end when the owners died? No one really knows for sure. But one thing remains constant. Robert the doll continues to taunt and scare those who come to view him, especially guests to the museum who attempt to take photos. I didn't take any photos just because I was lazy and walked right by. Many have reported their cameras becoming inoperable when they tried to take the picture of Robert, only to begin working again when they left the museum. Robert the doll is inside a glass case, but it doesn't seem to stop him from inflicting fear and discomfort to the museum staff and visitors. Staff members report that Robert's facial expression changes, hearing demonic giggling and having seen Robert put his hands up to the glass. So you can meet Robert at the East Martello Museum. Visitors are welcome to view Robert in his special case at the museum and, of course, encouraged to try and get a photo. Though most who have most most who've tried have been unsuccessful. If nothing else, get a close look at Robert and watch him carefully. Try to catch a glimpse of him smirking at you, moving about in his case, or watching you watch him. So that's pretty cool. There's some neat history down there. Most, most of it's not as, you know, creepy as Robert the Doll, but, um, you know, Hemingway, Truman, those graveyards. There's actually some pretty cool uh, churches that were built by recently freed slaves who opted to go down there post-Civil War. I mean, there's some pretty, pretty interesting stuff, but... Yeah, you just got to get a look at this thing. It's got like that perfect blank expression. I should have bought a shirt. But, man, eh, not too worried about it. Um, 
I hope everyone enjoyed our two-part saws. Is ready for Spiral, as excited as I am for that. Um, what else am I excited for? You know, that new Conjuring does look really good. Um, I think I'm going to do a deeper dig into that. And with things opening up, we will start talking about, hopefully, events coming soon. I could see that being a thing. We've discussed it before and we'll discuss it again and again until it happens. And then again, some more until it happens again. You dig? I do. So anywho, I've got nothing else for you. Thank you for checking out episode number 42 of the Red River Horror Podcast. A couple things to keep in mind. You can go to, you can use uh, code Red River at KeystoneRetro.com for 10% off any orders. That's Red River. And that's 10% off at KeystoneRetro.com. Of course, I'm Joe Zakreski. You can find me at Red River Joe on Twitter. You can find Eddie at Red River Horror. He runs, he runs the site. He runs the show. And only uh, oh, you know, send us your suggestions. Let me know what you think. Anything else you want to talk about. If, hey, maybe you want to come on and be a guest and have a conversation with us. So let us know. Uh, RedRiverHorror at gmail.com. And remember to always keep traveling those channels of fear.